Left, what's yo, up? Yo, 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 what's up, Eli? What's up? This is Left and Eli podcast. My name's Lefty, that's Eli. What's up, man? Chilling. I'm uh I'm cooking some spare ribs tomorrow. Okay. Um what's so what's on plan? You got a one rack or two racks? Oh, uh, two racks for sure. I got um my family and then my mom's in town and then I'm doing we're, having... we're going barbecue off the bat. Yeah, we are. Okay. All right, just checking, man. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's it's. Uh, I'm thinking about it because I'm going to be getting up, you know, in the morning, and I got to go go get meat and get things started. Dad coming too. So, and he's a big ribs guy. Um, not a huge culinary guy, but he likes ribs. And wait, 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 wait. So you got ribs going on on the uh, the Kamado Grill. Yeah. What ribs do you have going on? Are you doing beef ribs? Are you doing pork ribs? Are they what pork ribs are they? Are they baby backs? Are they St. Louis style spare ribs? What are you thinking? It's all baby back in this house, baby. Okay. That's awesome, <laughs> man. Pause. That's awesome. Pause. No, it's um it's always pork spare ribs for me in the Herman house. Yeah. Have you, have you ever have you ever tried the baby backs? I've never done baby backs. No. I love spare ribs. Spare ribs are uh, made to be smoked, so I've just stuck with them. My dad, when I started barbecuing meat, told me that spare ribs are great because they have more meat, and um, I, I've just stuck with them. So I've never tried the baby back. I shouldn't dog on them like I do because I'm sure they're good. So, I mean, it's a lot of competition type of rib, but, you know, you got me. You started talking to me about the spare ribs, so I went down the spare rib route. And I agree with you. It's far meatier. It's a great smoke. Um, I've done spare ribs a few times this summer already. And here we are in the third week of June. Uh, I'm, I don't think that you can go wrong. If you're out in the backyard barbecuing, that is actually the only goal. What, what you do after that, would you know, yeah. for the, the judges. Yeah. So I'm going just for the audience and because you and I always banter about this. Um, so I'm going two racks, uh, pork spare ribs. I'll go, um, I'll go this. I have salt lick rub, so I'll go salt lick rub, light rub, because you don't want to over rub ribs because they get a little salty. I learned that lesson. So I'll go light, light rub, um, two fifty to two seventy five, somewhere in there, wherever the Kamado wants to kind of settle in. And I think I'm going to do what you and I have talked about. I'm gonna do five hours total. Okay. So I'll do about. I think. Uh, I think. I think you. I think you're gonna have a great outcome with that. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go. I don't know if I'm gonna do three and a half, one, half an hour like you've done. Maybe I will. So when you pull them out for that last thirty minutes, mm-hmm. they're not like crumbling apart, and you're like kind of putting them on the grill. Like they're they're still no. fine. No, they're still fine. You cut your stuff. Yours are like solid. Oh, thanks. Thanks, man. No, they're still fine. And another thing I didn't get to really tell you via text is when you pull them out, you keep that, that tinfoil boat, that tinfoil wrap, you just open it up and flip your ribs over. So the ribs are, and then you drop it down, you know, you drop the edges down. So the ribs are fully exposed, still catching that heat on the top, still catching the smoke on the, on the meaty side. And you're not really trying to burn through the hole or trying to make the whole thing tender. So when you put them on the grill for that last 30 minutes, are you going meat side down or meat side up? Meat side is up. So I flip them. Okay. So when, yeah. when they're wrapped, they're, when, I, when they're wrapped, they're, they're meat down. 
and then when I flip open, yeah. up, open air. So that's something that I've never done is the uh, Franklin wrap technique on the on the ribs. Yeah, yeah. And you and I texted about this a couple of days ago. But um, so you go you go barbecue sauce in the foil, and then you go meat side down. You wrap them. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, and then when they're down, it it is you know heating them up and grill side down. Heat heat them up on the meat side down. And then it's yeah. also, since it's wrapped, it's going to cook a little faster. And so it's tenderizing them just enough for them not to fall apart. Where if sometimes some people might wrap them for two to three hours or two and a half hours. And that's when you tend to get yeah. that, that over tenderness where the bone starts to fall out. So you want to yeah, pull I've, that up I've, early. I've told you that I've only wrapped for an hour in my cooks oh, all I've of done them. Okay. hours I've, I've done six hours in the past but i the, the last time i did five hours but i've only done an hour oh actually you know what i've probably done longer than an hour on a couple of the cooks but i did an hour and i'm still running into that issue of like the bone falling out nothing wrong with it they're still incredible you know well, i think i think i think you're good made, but, but i think I, you're I, good. I, want them, I want them to hold together a little bit better i understand i think you i think you're good if the end bone falls out and you know the meat's a little thinner there. You watch some competition yeah. cooks; they cut those off anyway because that's what yeah. happens. Yeah. But so I got the ribs going on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no. So I'm excited. You're doing a chicken. It sounds like, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do a whole chicken. I know you're a big chicken guy. There's a few people in our group who do chickens on a weekly basis. Um, you know, I was looking for. You know, I love to get out on the on the backyard and start smoking some meats. And I was looking for something that wouldn't commit my whole day and that would be yeah. you know, still a plentiful bounty and that i was thinking of a whole chicken so i got a little four pound young chicken going on um the yoda i'm gonna go offset this will be my first offset chicken i'm interested to see how it turns out i have i'm gonna go with a salt lick rub myself it's a uh, the salt lick dry garlic rub which you might have saw when you purchased when you made that purchase i was like yeah I'm gonna grab some more salt, and I, and that's one of the things that's in my it's in my spice cabinet on the regular. Just the salt lick, you know, salt lick here. Yeah. Located southwest Austin, down the road from me. Um, so I got the whole chicken going on, and then Sunday I'm gonna go to a you know a pool party, a backyard barbecue pool party, where I've already been informed that it's gonna be some ribs and it's gonna be some baby backs, going on the, <laughs> going on the primo. Somebody has a primo. Oh, 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 wait. Yeah. We got to get Ball to listen to this one. He's a big primo guy. I got somebody, somebody. And so we, we started talking about, hey, do I need to bring anything? You know, what kind of host are you going to be? And he's like, I have a, one guy's like, I'm going to do ribs on the, on the, on the egg. Or he said, I'm going to do ribs. And the guy's like, you're going to do them on the egg? He's like, I don't have an egg. I have a primo. And then he said to the egg guy, don't, don't brand chain me. Oh. Fuck oh. no, because the primo <laughs> is twice as nice. That's what I did. I stepped right in, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, the primo, hey, oh, you, yeah. B, you BGE fans out oh, there. Yeah, no, BGEs take a step back, folks. Primo's got a couple of nice tricks oh, up its sleeve. Fuck yeah, it does, dude. Primo is primo is uh, Kamado Joe style, if not a little bit nicer. They're they're like. They they are like classy. They're clean, dude. They're clean. yeah. They've got they've got the well. First of all, I think you know I like the things that come with the accessories. So they come with the accessories and they've thought them out. You know, when you buy the egg, you don't even get side tables. Like, come on, guys. 
Not everybody has the built-in kitchen. Do you get the when you close the hood? No, you do not. So you just slam it down, or you have to like. How do you know it's not going to just fall apart, <laughs> folks? But it's uh, fifteen hundred bucks. Hey, it's the number one. That's the number one commodity out there. Everybody knows about the the big green egg. And they refer. They refer. It's like Kleenex. Oh yeah, it is. It is, and I'm fine. I'm fine calling it an egg. It's an egg shape. I don't have exactly. my shit. My shit is not green. Your shit's not green. Yeah, yeah. So, so nice. You got. We got. We both got something going on the grill. I think. Yeah. Group. Yeah. Good. Good uh, grilling. Good grilling. I, I just want to give a shout out to Luke because, you know, he's sporadic on the thread. I called him out today. Like he's he's the Jamal Crawford of the thread. <laughs> it's always good he's, he disappears for a while, you know, doesn't get all that much playing time, and then he comes in the game, and then it's like, whew, he's hot. It's like, damn, he just nah. hit like seven jumpers in a row. It's like it's weird. I don't think I don't think a lot of groups, a lot of groups don't necessarily have a an ER surgeon. No, exactly. don't have that in their in their group <laughs> threads. And you know, we're some regular dudes, or I mean. Regulars, I mean, I'm a college athlete. Eli's built like one. Uh, Scott's Scott runs a, a electrical engineering firm. We got Mac on the mortgages. Balls is a lawyer. Polanski works for Capital One. Like we have every base covered. But whoa, we have that doctor too. And, and I think most groups don't have that. I think most groups are a group of doctor, doctors. You get a group of lawyers. You get a group of people in the same industry. And we are also diverse. So. Lucas is our wild card. He come. He, he came in today. He's like, "So what's up? What's up with the smoke this weekend?" And I was like, oh, <laughs> Lefty's smiling right now." Uh, yeah, I was gonna sit back. I was gonna somebody answer before me. I know. Answer before me. I'm here. I know. I know. Maybe a couple hours on you. So we got we got a little. What do we got going on in the NBA? Whoa, whoa! Jumping right to the NBA. So last time, last time I, we talked, I think it was after the finals. So. Raptors yeah, I still have. I, I, I think I still have tears on my face. I got tears on my face, man. I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm not a Raptors fan. That was a that was a great basketball series, by the way. So, can I just say before we get into like you know the draft and like where all these teams are going, um, <laughs> when it all when like the ending happened as a Warriors fan and just as a basketball fan and good, good for the Raptors. But like, you know, the Warriors have had such a microscope on them because mm-hmm. they're a dynasty. Um, like for it to end like that, um, it didn't really hit me like it should have. I was like, well, you know, I didn't expect them to win, you know, with all the injuries and everything. And, but God, the clay thing sucks and the kitty thing sucks. Like that, that was kind of the general sentiment, but you know what it was like? It was like, um, it was like getting in, into a like really bad car accident. It was quick. And it was quick, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quick. Number one. And you get into the car accident and you walk away and you're like, Oh shit. I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. And then a couple of days later, like you see the car, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And the car, the car is fucking totaled. <laughs> <laughs> the car, the car is totaled. Uh, and, you're not wrong. 
and it's like, whoa, sometimes it takes a few days, like, for it to settle in, you know, especially, like, the magnitude of the finals. And everyone loves to, like, bag on the NBA these days. I'm a huge NBA guy. I know you are, too. But there's, like, a big contingent of people, like, that are NFL people that love to, like, bag on the NBA. No, 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 no. Those NFL people who like to bag on the NBA, they love college basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I got some implications there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So, anyway, so it, it took it took some time for it to like settle in, but it's it's pretty intense, and it it like the whole landscape has changed. Um, Clay's going to come back to the Warriors. I think he's going to be fine, you know, recovery wise. The whole deal. I think the Warriors are going to be more competitive than people think next year, even though it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's but, tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, but you know, like you know, especially two years like moving forward, like the Warriors still have their core guys, but um, the the whole KD thing is really interesting. Like what, like the decision that he has to make. There's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to it. A lot of tricks to it. Things we haven't seen before. Well, yeah. I, want you, I want you to think about this. This is unprecedented. There's a, there was a rumor coming out yesterday or today. Maybe, maybe it was today. You told me about it. That they're thinking about a sign and trade. Like he's thinking about signing and being traded to like, like a year later, by the way. Yeah, it's 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 bananas. Crazy. That would actually be the best case scenario for the Warriors, in my opinion, because they would at least get something back for him. I don't believe that he's like going to commit long term to the Warriors, even though I think it's was that Clay. Well, I'm sorry, was that Clay or KD? Uh, KD. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You think it's over? You think it's over for that run? Yeah, I I do. I I don't think there's a scenario where like he commits long term. Even though I think like the injury um, increased the chances of him coming back because now he's thinking, okay, this is a major injury. Like, am I really going to go somewhere else? Like, I've got my support system here. We can still win championships, like in two years, that sort of thing. Um, even though he's a very confident player, this is a like historically awful injury it's the worst injury you can have in basketball yeah. and he's going to be 32 and he's like essentially like back and so there there's got to be some doubt that's creeping in in terms of like can i really carry a team and be like that guy that everyone thinks i am so i think that helps the warriors a little bit but i just think he has his sights set on the latest today is the the nets and the Nets are confident that they can get both Kyrie and KD. I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear about the Nets part. Yeah, no, the latest is um, like Wendy and some of those guys, they're hearing that the, the Nets are confident that they're going to land both KD and Kyrie. Wow. That's well, you late. know, Windhorse gets some pretty good information. So. Oh, yeah, he does. No, he's he's very connected. Yeah, he's, he's, he's connected. He's good. Not connected um, to the treadmill, but he's connected. So that's, that's <laughs> connected. Um, so connected. So, no, not so not I, don't, the treadmill. I, I don't. I don't. I definitely don't want to make this a, a Warriors pod or a, yeah, a, a no. topsy. No, but I have some questions. Yeah, um, you know, you talked about the Warriors going to be more competitive than people are giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. You know, so Clay comes back. I, if Clay, if Clay's like. Uh, Adrian Peterson, he comes back in February, March, or February, yeah, February, March. Yeah, yeah. So right around the playoffs, maybe the Warriors haven't haven't really done bad, but I want yeah. you to think about, I want you to think about the Warriors team, the 73-win Warriors team, 
and that personnel versus the rest of the NBA today. I mean, granted, we don't know yeah. we don't know yeah. where people are going. The, that's the, the crazy part. There were so many yeah. transactions yesterday uh, yeah. during the draft, but we don't know where people are going. But what you think about that seventy-three win Warriors team versus yeah. the NBA today? And I think that a lot of the league is caught up. And I've talked about this yeah. on previous pods. Yeah. I I don't know how competitive they'll be. But I if they make it to the playoffs, I I wouldn't be surprised. If they don't, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised because a lot it's tough for eight teams. But I I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, no, it, it's a fair assessment. Um, here's what I'll say is um, we don't know what's going to happen. They have the mid-level exception that they used on DeMarcus Cousins this year. If Cousins comes back to them, they don't have to use that on them this, this go-around. So say they sign Cousins, they use the mid-level on someone like Rudy Gay, they also have the disabled player exception, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. If KD comes back and he can't play this year, and that's worth $9 million, which they could get a player, you know, in the Ricky Rubio range, that kind of that kind of player. Is Ricky, so, is, Ricky a, is Ricky a free agent, or is he just competing right yeah, now? Yeah, he's a free agent. Okay. I, I don't I know think, if he's competing with yeah, Conley. I, I think he's going to go to the Pacers, but um, – you know, that caliber of player, I mean, $10 million is a nice number to, to track a player. So they have a little bit of room to, like, add to the roster. They've got some young guys. They've got some draft picks that, that they like. So um, I'm with you um, on the the league has gotten better. There's no doubt about it. They won't be the favorites by any means. But um, you saw what they did with without KD in the playoffs. Yeah, okay. This is still a this is still a championship core. And if, if clay comes back approaching the playoffs and they're a six, seven, eight seed somewhere in there, yeah. they will make a team pucker. I promise you that not they wrong. will not, not they will, they will not be easy to beat in the playoffs. And so, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, win the championship or anything, but um, man, they're just, they still have that core. We saw it. With, we saw it with the Spurs for years and years and years. You're right. No, you're right. That's a great example. We, the Spurs ran a 15-year. They wouldn't die. Was getting old? <laughs> yeah, and and these guys aren't even that old. I mean, it's like they're they're like early 30s. They're not mid 30s. So, besides Iguodala, so. Um, but I'm not. I'm not delusional. I mean, next year is going to be real tough. But yeah. but two years, two years from now, you know, after next year. So what is it? Twenty twenty one. Um, you know, they're still going to be formidable. They're they're going to figure out a way to be formidable. I promise. It's about it's about talent now. I think it's about talent evaluation moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, they got they have gaps to fill. You know, I thought there were a lot of things that could have been covered up over the last two three years with the talent they had on the starting five, they didn't really have to worry about the bench. It was the big problem in the playoffs this year was what well, were the, no what money. the bench going to be. And no money. That, of course, there's no yeah, money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When, you, when you... That's the biggest part. You're right. That's, that's the, the biggest part. That's the deal with the devil, right? My dad has been emailing me for like five five years about this. Four are, years. These texts, are these texts or emails from your dad? They're fucking multi-paragraph emails. And he's oh. just, just always upset about the depth because he loves having depth. He loves two things in sports left. He loves having depth on an NBA team. And he loves having an offensive line and a running game in the fourth quarter for his NFL team. Where oh, oh, he can, take he the, can, he's a take the arrow, arrow he the can, ball? Yes. 
he he wants to run it down your throat in the fourth quarter, even when you know it's coming. You can't stop it, and you just keep getting first downs. He fucking loves that. Dude. There's a few teams out there that still do that. He loves in the fourth. The Harbaugh Niners, dude. The Harbaugh Niners could do that to you. They could, and but you'd also lose at a seventeen to fourteen game. Right, but but with Gore, remember when they used to do that with Gore? It's like you knew yeah. it was coming, but you couldn't stop it because no, they and, had a good offensive line. There's, there's, you, I think you might have had a question a couple of months ago, totally off topic. Is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? Yes. Come on, he's my he's my favorite NFL player, dude. Don't go there. Are you, no. are you really gonna set me off like this? No, he's I agree. A Hall of Famer, dude. I know he is. Come on, he's, it was, it was a layup. It was a layup. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Just real quick before you get into your NCAA rant, can I just the the oh dude for a minute the that U team was legit. Oh my god, Frank Gore blew out his ACL twice. I remember that run. He got it on a touchdown. Drop, drop to the third round, and little small, not fast enough, you know, it's like, you know, all these, all these flaws, third round injuries, all this stuff. And he just is the lunch pail guy. Oh, hard hat he, lunch he, pail. He, he is hard hat lunch pail, brings it every day and you don't hear anything. He's never injured. I wish I, had, I, wish I wore, I, I wish I brought a lunch pail to work today. And he just dances in those holes and just squirts through and every day. Doesn't have definition to his body, and you're like, whoa, oh, whoa, really hold up. whoa! It's he a... looks soft. Are you he seeing their body soft. shaming the dude? He looks soft. Gosh. Not that he's not in shape, but he I looks soft. I, oh, I know he's in I, shape. Hey, yo, he yo, runs yo, the hills yo, with Jerry edit, Rice. Edit this out. Edit this out. Edit this out. Yeah, yeah. No, edit no, he's out. not all. He's not all cut up, dude. Oh my gosh! And he just. Performs, dude. Hey, the, I was thinking about the, those U teams that had Clinton Portis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it McGahee? Gore? Yeah. No, they had a run of running backs, too. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, did. buddy. They did. McGahee, Gore, Portis. Portis. Yep. Right there. Those Ed, three right there. Those three right Ed, there were Ed always Reed. Ed Reed. top 10 fantasy draft picks every year. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter if their team was good or not, because they yep. were good. Yep. All right, dude. So, what happened yesterday? So you, what happened? No, what happened yeah, last so, night? What so, happened last night? Yeah, so let, let's talk a little bit of draft. So let, let's actually talk about our exchange before the draft, which okay. surprised me. Cause yeah, I, I got you with I, one. Yeah, you did. You got me. A little left hook. So leading up to the draft we were kind of bantering and I said, Oh, you know, what about the draft? And you're like, I'm, I'm not a draft guy. And, and I, I appreciate that. I'm, you know, I'm not a huge draft guy, but they're making like the NFL and the NBA are making this such an event. Yeah, they are. Um, I was surprised that you weren't a draft guy for the NBA because you're such a big NBA guy. So, so, you know, tell me about that. No, I, um, I'm not a draft guy. The, the, the transactions, the transactions don't really get me. The fact that there are so many transactions does get me, but the, the transaction, the per transaction, not a big deal to me. And, you know, I like to see some people catch their, their big break, and that's what we're watching. We're watching 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds get the answer to their job interview, which is unlike anything you've ever seen in your life. And same thing with, with the football and baseball draft. But because I don't have a team, 
And well, we can go into that. I don't know if we talked about that yeah, before. That's, that's a separate podcast. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a team. So I love the NBA. That's my jam. Like it's basketball or die. Ball is life. And there's no NBA team that I will root for. I don't hate on them. I just watch the basketball. I go to games. I sit down and I watch basketball. And when I go to games with, with fans, they look at me and they get pissed off when runs happen. And I'm like, hey, just watching the game. Now, I acknowledge, I acknowledge great plays always on either team, but I don't have a team. So the draft in general doesn't really excite me. Like I had a, I had a friend at work. I won't call him a friend. He's just a guy. But he was cutting out of his weeknightly activities to watch the draft. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to do these commitments because you get to watch the draft? He's like, yeah, Lefty, I got to. I'm a Knicks fan. This is our year. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the draft. There's nothing you can do to change anything, and nothing you can tweak is going to change anything. So the draft doesn't move my needle. Yeah, it's all hope, and it's team-driven. So it's not surprising that you're not into it. But it's it's hope, you know. That's what it is. And they've they've made the draft like such an event. You know, the build up and just all the you know It should be an the event. The background. It should be an event. Okay. I said it should be an event. You take a look at these kids' backgrounds, most of them. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. You and take a look college. at, at yeah, yeah. The, these kids' backgrounds, you know, first of all, most of, like, the ones who are going lottery, they're always, they're always one and dones. And that's fine. You could be a one and done. But they're so, they were such a star, such an elite star from the age of 15, 16, 17, you know, actually their whole life, that now they're going to be catching a multi-million dollar contract for employment, for our entertainment, on broad TV and where they go matters. But the thing is that these kids are going into millions from most of them being in, in some really uh, impoverished situations. And some of them are better than others. Some of them are suburb kids. Some of them are very well off. But for the most part, we're gonna see really heart-wrenching stuff. And because because they're getting this opportunity, we have to dig into their past. What, what has happened in your life? Why are you so good at this one thing that we care so much about it as fans, as reporters, and everything? And they dig in and you get some real heart-wrenching stuff. Some of these people, some of these kids have, haven't had a, you know, didn't have a full meal until they went to college and they got that full scholarship. You know, the high school lives were very, very tenuous and it was unexpected and they didn't know what was going to happen from day to day. And now they're going to get seven, eight, nine figure deals from high school to a year after, after their first year in college. And so it's bananas. So we, I think a lot of people really get touched. Like we watched Zion go last night first. I'm not saying that, Zion, the first thing he said when he got on the what was that? No. Zion, the first thing he said when he thanked his mom and he started crying. Because yeah. some of these guys have gone through some of the stuff that you don't want you don't want to imagine. So 
you saw John Morant, his dad pulled up with that hat on, and that was a cold-blooded hat. I wouldn't have worn it at my son's draft, but that was a cold-blooded hat. What did it say? What did it no, say? no, no. He, dude, he was dressed up like a pimp, like from the Dave <laughs> Chappelle show. <laughs> he was dressed up like a pimp. And you talked, and Ja, you know, since his, his uh, coming out party at the uh, NCAA tournament, He's been talking about how his dad was his number one hater, and his dad showed up like a dressed up, pimped out hater. And then they yeah, Jaw is pretty confident, dude. He just he likes to really run his mouth. That's cool. From a you know, it's a mid major school, and he's coming out like yo, yeah, I'm the, I'm as good, or I could be number one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see if any of these guys are good. Well, that's why I don't. That's why I'm not a draft guy because with it's so early in their NBA career. The NBA career can go 17 to 19 to 20 years of being so great, or it can do two or three years, and then you're playing overseas. Who Who is Zion going to be? I think we talked about this before. I think we talked yeah, about we it. Did. Yeah, we yeah. did. Is I he think, Blake Griffin? I, I Blake Griffin. I think Blake Griffin's his, his low is ceiling. His no. Floor? I think that's his – I think that's his – low low ceiling like he should be a Blake Griffin I think he comes out being a Julius Randle I I think he's way more athletic than Julius Randle well, yeah yeah he's way more but I'm talking about rookie year I think but you, rookie year you can't just I, rookie dunk year. on everyone you can't just dunk on everyone in the NBA you know what I mean no, of course he's not. gonna have to develop a game you, you, you hope so but he's so big. I mean, he he probably they were talking about this on the radio. How many guys weigh more than him in the NBA? He's third. He's third in the NBA he, in weight. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like it's like Boban. And Boban doesn't weigh that much. Yeah, no, and he's Boban. seven, he's seven, he's seven the the rim. He's as tall as the rim. Um I think he needs to lose some weight. Well, we'll see how his body type holds Dude, up. He, you know, you, and, I, you yeah. and I are infatuated with getting overweight. I mean, let's face it. Okay. And I'm kind of embarrassed to verbalize that. You're, but, embar- you're, you're embarrassed. I'm cool with it. Let's go. Let's I, go. No, I know. I know. But, Dude, he's one of those guys that is going to turn into Eric Snow after. No, no. When he, when he yeah, I don't know. I sent you a meme maybe on Twitter today. <laughs> He's Cadillac from An One. He's getting he's getting that gumbo on croquettes. He's gonna be huge when he freaking retires, dude. That's unfortunate, but he'll be a millionaire. But, but how does he jump that high? So anyway, so he'll be a billionaire. Um, he'll be a billionaire. So he will be I, a billionaire. I don't think I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about with the draft. Um, can we talk about David Griffin a little bit? Okay. Before we get into, okay. get into the NCAA. So, so uh, real quick. Real quick history about Griff, at least the recent history that matters. Um, he was the GM of the Cavaliers when they reacquired LeBron and built that team that won a championship. He yeah. was then shipped off, like and and that and he was he he was done dirty in Dan, Dan in Gilbert. Dan Gilbert, Dude, is, is, he's had a stroke. Dude just had a stroke. He had a stroke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. He had a stroke like two weeks ago this weekend. So Dan Gilbert cut him like two years ago, and he ended up at the Knicks. 
The Knicks ended up being being the dumpster fire that they've always been, or at least for the past 10 years. And with the Dell Demps and the Pelican situation, what happened around the All-Star break, he ended up recently getting picked up by the Pelicans. So where, was, where was he hanging out, Left? He was in Left. New York. Oh, yeah. You like to see. He was on NBA TV. You, you say he was, in, he, was up in, he, was, he was North Bay. He was up in the North Bay. Oh, oh he was. Oh, I don't okay. say that North Bay. But it's glossing cool. over that. He was in Sonoma, California. Okay. Well, so he was just enjoying the good life. People he don't want to hear that. about 20 minutes away from me. People don't want to hear that. So 20, uh, is Sonoma 20 minutes away from Napa? Yeah. Well, I thought, that, I thought they were bordering cities. Yeah, no, they are. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's 15. It depends on where he is in Sonoma. Yeah. So, D, so Griffin, Griffin. So what happened last weekend? So, you know, we last our last pod, we talked about the NBA championship, the NBA finals going to Toronto, and what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, is it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday or Sunday, one of the craziest trades ever put on the planet Earth before a trade deadline or before the draft happens. And that is the Lakers – Mortgaging their house three times to pick up AD. Yeah. So now the Lakers, the Lakers have five players, and I don't know, I don't know two of them. One point five. Mo 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 Wagner, which is Mo Wagner, and the, another person. Yeah. What do you? Like, <clears throat> they have Kyle Kuzma, and it, LeBron James, it, it, and Anthony Davis. So it sounds like when the dust settles, they're going to have $23 million to spend. So, it so bad. Does not, so does bad. not give them another max player. And they can't, they can't go get another max player. It's, it's crazy how these like, salary cap um, numbers shake out. They can't go get another max player because they would have a bunch of um, minimum guys. You know, yeah. to fill out the roster. Like, yeah. it just won't work, you know? You're, you're watching. Well, it's like, oh, the Warriors don't have depth. No, you're the watching Warriors, it right now. With, the Warriors have with the Andre Iguodala, and, and they, they have guys, Sean Livingston, they have, like, viable NBA players that are filling out the roster. No, no, but, no. But no, real quick, you you talk about the Warriors don't have depth. No, the Warriors get really thin really quick after you, yeah. go, after yeah. you go from Sean go down. Yeah. and Iggy. Exactly. It goes, it yeah, goes yeah. down. And so that's the problem. And that's the every team's going to be faced with that. Obviously, right. the Lakers have put together two top ten players with LeBron and AD, but it gets thin after that. And so, it's how right. thin right. can they afford to go? Right. But I'm I'm saying with 23 million, they don't even have the cap space to like sign a Kyrie or you know that's been rumored. Somebody uh, has to take a somebody has to take a haircut. Yeah. Somebody and on the so, somebody I don't know. There's no real three teams out there or three man teams out there. What do you, yeah, I mean, you know, teams don't win with just two. No, we no, know no, that. No. Um, what do you like? What do you think? Like, assuming they can like fill out their roster with like some decent guys, you know, maybe they get a um, JJ Redick and they get a few pieces like that. I mean, like, what do you think of the Lakers this year? And no, do you no, think do you think what they did is worth um, mortgaging? I mean. The win- the LeBron window is a couple of years here. We sure, sure. I, I, we we so question like, it all the time. It, yeah, is it worth mortgaging? Like, I mean, they are mortgaging their future. Sure. Um, is it worth mortgaging their future? Or what's the window? 
I think we, I think we saw we with the with the Warriors. The Warriors had had Clay, Steph, and Draymond, and then you know Andre Iguodala. I think one one thing that's overlooked often is when when Kerr came in there, he flipped Iggy for Draymond on the starting rotation, and that made a huge difference. So I think we can see some people who might not be, but also that, you know, Andre's getting 17 million. So Andre gets big dollars. He gets borderline starter, he gets starter dollars. I think the Warriors need, you know, with the people they have right now, we know they have Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They can put together a team that is serviceable with 23 million. And that can be two players, that can be one player and then go on uh, MLEs, uh, mid-level exceptions after that and see what happens. But we were talking about earlier, it, it, you can't win with two. I think you can win with two. And I think we saw people winning with two. I think it take, I think where we are now in the NBA, obviously you saw Kawhi win this last one with yeah, being one. You have to bring enough about Kawhi. Oh, well, man, he is living the best life I've seen for a while. <laughs> he is very love weird, him. but no, I don't love him. I I appreciate that, that I he's appreciate not like a glamorous look at me guy. I totally appreciate that. But going back to it, you know, he we talk about how many people does it take? It can you can win with two if you have two in the proper spot or the proper position, you can win with two. We're all, we're all going to agree. Kyle Lowry is not a top fifteen player. Siakam's not a top fifteen player. Um. I think that obviously when you take a look at what happened to the Warriors in the finals, when you take away KD, you take away Clay, and the offensive ability of Draymond aren't, isn't a top 15 player. Like you need two offensive scores. Easy. Easy. I, I qualified the fuck out of that. I qualified the shit out of that. You cannot be upset with that. Offense only. Isn't defense more important than I know. Oh my gosh! I qualified the shit out of that. You can win the NBA Finals if you have two offensive powers. You need buckets in the finals. Bottom line. Right, right, right. But I'm not. Were saying, you talking about? Were you talking about Draymond being a top fifteen player or not? No, no. I'm talking okay. about. I'm talking about what you need to win. I don't. Okay. First of all, if you want to put top, Draymond top fifteen, that's on you. Okay. That's fine. It's on you. I disagree. But I'm talking okay. about you need to score. You need to score. In the finals, you need yep. scores. Whether the twos or threes. Actually, yep. You can have Blake Griffin. That's fine. Okay. Blake Griffin. Yeah. Blake Griffin get two points yeah. a lot. He gets two points a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot to show for it, doesn't he? Yep. He does not have a lot to show for it. Nor, nor he is he my guy. So you can't say nothing. By that, because no, no, hey, guess what? Score for you. Okay, keep going. Well, I got nothing to say. I already so, said my piece. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying, so, I'm saying you can win with two. I'm saying you can win with two. You, you can so, win with two. Okay, so you were going on and on and on and on and on about the Blakers. I, I don't know where all that the was going. Blakers. The, the Blakers. What the fuck are the Blakers? What are the Blakers? Like, what are they going to do? Who knows what they're going to do? I'm, I play the results, and I give some feedback in the middle of it. Okay. So, I don't play the prediction. Uh, so uh, I can't predict a team. I can't predict an outcome with people who have three people on the team. 
so it came up um, that I heard about, you know, Kawhi's free agency. Everyone's talking about where he's going to go and everything. And it's like, oh, you know, can the Lakers somehow pull that off? And it, it was actually, I think it was, it was uh, Rosillo and uh, Bill Simmons. And um, I think it was Rosillo that said um, he, Kawhi is not a guy that's going to go play with a bunch of superstars and defer. You watched him. You watched his element on this Raptors. This is that was the perfect team for Kawhi. I disagree, but go ahead. He's he's actually no. It was a it was a Warriors podcast. I heard this on actually. No, it's fine. I'm saying I I disagree. So he 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 is like a sneaky alpha, and I think he wants to be the guy, and I think that's why he's got his eye on the Clippers, aside from the fact that he wants to be in L.A. Um, and you saw him in that, in the playoffs and in the finals. Um, there were times when guys were open and he was going to go get his shot. So I, it's, it's... He, I, I, I don't think, I don't think he's a guy that's going to play within the confines of like playing with a bunch of other superstars. I, I don't think that's who he is. And it's not because he's not, he's not, um, it's not because he's, it's just based on like who he is as a player. I just I disagree, and I'll tell you why. I disagree because we watched in the finals specifically. He was low key, low motor for the first half of most of the most of those games. He doesn't pass much. He no, he's just kind of like he he gets down on the other side, plays defense, gets down on on the other side, plays offense. Second half of all those games, he played some great ball. But I I think that well, obviously his basketball IQ is great, so. He's managing his motor, but I, I think he's fine taking plays off or taking possessions off. Like he's not, he knows he doesn't have to touch the ball for it to work. But like playing within the confines of like a system, like the Warriors, James Harden couldn't play with the Warriors. No, no, you're right. That's, not, that's the same, but, but he, but Kawhi's coming from the Spurs, which was the Spurs before the Warriors. So the Warriors before the Warriors. I think he knows how to not request the ball or need the ball, move without the ball. Yeah, I, I just think that we saw – I think we saw, like, the perfect blueprint for him. After this game. So. You, can't disagree, you can't disagree with what we saw was some good basketball. I don't – He was not – I don't think he's going to go to, like, a team that has LeBron and AD and he's like – you think he goes to another team, uh, like another no-name team? Not a no-name no. team. I mean, the Raptors are were Eastern Conference champ or Eastern Conference finalists. No, but I, I, I think his perfect situation is like the Clippers, and like maybe the Clippers, like that rock plus Kawhi, adds like another piece, like a Clay Thompson, and I think that's his perfect situation. So we, you and I, always get into this. What is what is a Clay Thompson Clay, piece? Clay, because to me, to me, Clay's it's, a, it's Clay. Clay's Clay's a great number three. Oh, and he's in, okay. And he's not. No, sorry. I don't want to tell you. Sorry, we're, sorry. We're hold on, time. hold on, hold on. He's a great. Um, he's an elite number three, and he's a great. That's who he is. 
Okay. I like that. I like yeah. that. That's actually pretty good. And then guess what, Eli? I will let us Eli. finish Eli. on that. Yeah. Earl, Eli, I'll let you finish on that. I'll let us finish on that. You get your eye um, on 45, don't you? I got. I know. I got. I, I thought forty-five minutes was like the goal, and if we don't make well, forty-five minutes, I thought that'd be better. I thought if we if we keep going, because we can end up at at fifty-three. I know. And you get pissed off. No, so you get pissed off. So we need to uh, table the NCAA conversation, but that needs to be had. Okay. Okay. And, okay. And we can have perfect. One. It's perfect leading up to college football and everything. It's perfect. What are you? Hey, what are you up to tomorrow night? Uh, this probably. Oh, Pod time. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Let's get it. Like late. Let's get it. All right, left. Hey, real. Eli. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. All right. We're out. I'll talk to you. Peace.